Welcome back to the House of X Book Club. I'm Rob, and I have with me a host of pretty awesome people. Um, with me, of course, is Roger. How's it going, Roger? Hola, mis amigos. And uh, Drew, we've got Drew in his headquarters over there. What's going on? Oh, just loving life over here. Nice. And Rowan. Hello. And then, of course, we have Shane with us. Donde está el sanitario? Um, okay. <laughs> Not even going to ask. Uh, but I do have to say, if you guys are going to start speaking... <laughs> You know, Spanish with really awful accents. I'm not going to be able to handle it. <laughs> How do you know so, that it was an awful is your accent? accent? Is your Spanish accent better? No. no, no. <laughs> um, See, now I'm curious when Marvel started publishing books in other languages. I'm going to have to look that yeah, up. No, almost right away, because I have been tracking the release of every Marvel comic book from 1963. And... They were doing um, X-Men and Doctor Strange and Strange Tales, Fantastic Four in Mexico. Okay. Um, and and there are some weeks where that's the only book that came out was the one in Mexico. Oh. Um, yeah. Now, here's the real question. Are the, the, the ones in Spanish as valuable as the ones in English? Sadly, no. Really? Sadly, no. Um, and I looked, I had a friend on social media show me some, you know, some Mexican comics that she had and was like, hey, are these worth anything? And I noticed that they were from like 1967 or something. I looked them up and the price was not even close, sadly. Wow. Um, my, my father-in-law brought me back a Spawn comic from Germany. And I thought that was fucking killer. Uh, I don't speak German, but I'll tell you, Spawn is creepier when it's in German. Um, <laughs> I could only so, imagine. Everything's so creepier I, I in love German. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah, yeah so, that's because yeah. they translated it, and it's Spawn is asking Violator to poop on his chest, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's get into some X-Men. So we're covering today X-Men number 21 and X-Men number 22. 21, of course, being the continuation of the uh, the Lucifer story that we covered last time. Um, yeah, Shane, you kind of implied earlier that you weren't too crazy about this batch it, so it wasn't that i wasn't crazy about it but again like when we were talking about the strange tales versus the daredevil this just felt like a rinse and repeat like we so we had blob and eunice for a minute and then when it really got into it it was magneto leading a group of evil mutants and now there's some evil robots <laughs> so we've done this a couple of times already. Yeah, gotcha. You're not okay. wrong. Okay. Yeah. Keep in mind that they're they're not robots. They're robots. They're robots. 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 The the interesting thing there is I didn't actually pick up on this issue, this X Men issue number twenty one, as being like a rehash of any kind. Um, I felt I actually liked it. I liked the robots. I liked uh lucifer and his whole bullshit the machine called dominus i am probably in the uh, minority at this table but i kind of liked issue 22 as well i liked the art 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The art issue twenty two to me is is something that is cool because it it's giving us a lot more on the front of like new supervillains. You know, uh, well, they're not really new. They're old supervillains, but this is the first time we've seen them in X Men. So let's go ahead and get into X Men twenty one. Um, the credits here are written again by Roy Thomas, pencils by Jay Gavin. I keep waiting for the moment when he uses his real name, but it ha- it's not happening yet. Uh, inks by Dick Ayers, letters by Artie Simic, and uh, the title of the story is From From Whence Comes Dominus. I mentioned last time that anytime I saw the word Dominus pop up on a page, I, I kind of chuckled because it's always like super big and bold and and uh, followed by an exclamation point and he says see, it sometimes it's said like five times in one word bubble so <laughs> see it just made me want pizza yeah oh dominus pizza yes dominus, dominus pizza, pizza. <laughs> and there's just something that's so cathartic about really good well not good but cheap pizza really cheap fast pizza. oh yeah no hey, little caesars Roger. i'll go for it a little Caesars. Yeah. Shane and Roger and I used to get together. Shane worked. Wait a minute, didn't you work at Little Caesars? I did work at Little Caesars, and we I would sit. For... We would sit in the video store till like three in the morning, yeah. eating the leftover crazy bread and watching Jesus, movies. Like tw- twenty bags of crazy bread, man. We yep. would just chow down on that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Domino's is good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this story, the X Men, of course, fight Lucifer and his I call them the alphabet robots because they are <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because that's exactly what they are mm-hmm. um, but they only go up to Epsilon if I remember correctly so he, they fight the robots before he can um, kind of activate Dominus this, this computer that is going to enslave the world I enjoyed the fights with the the dudes oh the dudes and i call them the dudes because this comic book is part western like the first half is a western the second half is a science fiction so they they something happens right there's a a crash or oh beams of light and a bunch of cowboys on a dude ranch get all pissed off because there's crazy science fiction stuff taking place on our property let's go see what it is and they grab their horses and their rifles and of course they see the x-men who must be the reason it happened so they you know want to shoot i have so many issues with that yeah (laughs) okay well do tell do tell like what was the point they literally did there was no story progression in these guys like if i know anything about like law from the 60s and 70s when this is done it was like state borders mattered so if there if you committed a crime in another state you crossed the border they couldn't do anything about it so why would these ranchers care that they robbed a bank in new york why are these ranchers trying to capture them they wouldn't what why are they fighting ranchers when they should be going out and fighting dominus and lucifer well so it was explained the guy that owned the dude ranch was pissed off because this was going to chase away customers from his dude ranch and he was going to lose money so better get rid of those damn muties before uh you know before any customers run away people aren't going to come and buy dudes (laughs) (laughs) i mean i did i have i've worked at a dude ranch before and that would be devastating yeah this is interesting (laughs) boy i'm gonna want to hear more about that that's cool (laughs) well what i what i got out of this was a bunch of guys with nothing better than horses and rifles are going to go take on a mountain that's shooting at a beam of light. <laughs> like, really? Mm-hmm. Go Second Amendment. 
Yay. Yeah, we don't we don't have the technology <laughs> on that level, but hey. What was man. that movie where the uh the big ro uh flying saucers is hovering over the devil's Close encounters? Yes. Yeah, close encounters. Yes. Yep. I just imagine a bunch of guys on 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 horseback trying to shoot that thing down. <laughs> well, that's right. what the Mesa that's what the Mesa looked like too. Yeah. Right. Uh, it fact. looked exactly like the one that they put in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And just like and then, yeah, the 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 giant balls of green light shooting towards the Mesa like hey Frank Looks like baby Jesus is crying on the Mesa. What do we want to do? I think we go over there and shoot the shit out of it. <laughs> Get on your horse because we don't have Jeeps. Now, they did have Jeeps. In fact, the owner of the dude ranch, he was like, they we could station take a wagon. car, but yeah. I think the we're, roads we're going to take be, it. There's no roads out there. Where we're going, it's best that we take horses. Don't, Rowan, don't enable this. Come on. <laughs> I, the, the one I was also one thing that also disappointed me, and I know, I know this is a different universe, but like I was very disappointed that Jonah Hex didn't show up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Would have been rewarding. Or uh, what was it? The outlaw, outlaw kid, outlaw kid, and two gun kid, and yeah, two gun kid, and something rawhide, rawhide kid. R yeah, they um, they they had quite a few cowboy books back in the all, day. All those kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so well what's interesting is roy thomas also was one who wrote westerns which i think is cool um, that was something i wrote i like i meant yeah. to i didn't have time to look it up i was like I, but i that was the first thing i wrote for issue 21 did the new writer used to write cowboy books seems yep. like a random place for a posse yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i liked the whole cowboy fight in this i and i also think that Werner roth did a great job on the art i mean and he drew western comics so he knows his shit he knows how to draw a rifle um and how to draw a horse but let's talk about cyclops's reckless use of his i-beam okay <sighs> here comes a bunch here comes a posse of of guys you know, they've got their rifles they're on their horse and so cyclops is like i'm gonna shoot a couple shots to to scare them off and and then i'm gonna shoot the ground and collapse it from under them so that they fall in the river it was ridiculous those poor horses that was a hell of a cliff they fell off of and yep. yeah those horses look like they're dead i mean they're not they swim out but you know they have these horses like upside down landing you know uh, and well, turquoise horse is not going to live. Oh, Ms. Marvel far. has telekinesis. They they have like such better powers among amongst them. Yeah, Marvel girl. Yeah, she's under you. Mar Marvel girl. Yes. Well, Marvel. yeah. Let's talk for a second about Miss Marvel and the fact that she has the power to move things with her mind, and she's constantly using clothing as her primary source of weaponry. Now, are you right. talking to? <laughs> Are you talking about pulling a hat down over somebody's somebody's eyes? Or when they're in their fight at the later on in the issue, not to spoil anything, but they're all in there fighting Lucifer, and she uses her telekinesis to throw his cape up cape over, over his head. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm throw like, oh, motherfucker! And then, and then are... in issue 22, there's a blanket. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Just now we're practicing. Now, if you can, if you can use this lace, this lace doily to blind the clerk at Macy's, we're gonna start our criminal spree here, X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened to all that practicing in, uh, where she's tying knots and ropes and untying them and stuff like that? Uh, re, right. Uh, uh, disassembling it, it, and reassembling machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Right. Yes. And yet she didn't untie herself in the mimic. Uh, um, issue 
or no, disassemble please. their shotguns. Right, yep. right. Um, oh, Gene. I, I kind of want to talk about a couple of panels of art that that I thought were really cool. And of course, nobody's going to get to see it, but we can talk about it. And it's a panel. I mean, there's the panel where the dudes are riding the horses. And I think this is like classic 1960s Western art. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also a panel where the plane is is flying and you see like space behind it almost. Um, I think that art is killer. Mm -hmm. I I just really liked the the energy behind that panel. Could it possibly be that Jack Kirby's no longer involved and he's getting to stretch his legs a little more? Yeah, well he is. You're right. He is no longer involved. He's not even doing layouts at this yeah. point. So um so yeah, he's really doing his own thing. And I think it also showed last issue too with uh some of the panels of Lucifer where it was just really cool. Like the art was great. Yeah, there's a lot of really good things going on in this book with the art. The turquoise horse was a little weird, but I'm assuming that was just a coloring issue from the yeah, transfer. I didn't, a, I didn't see a turquoise horse in mine. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. No turquoise oh, horse. Multiple frames. I'm using Marvel U, Marvel Unlimited. And, you are. And one of the horses is definitely turquoise. Yep, the one that's falling oh, okay. off the cliff face down is turquoise. Okay, maybe I maybe I missed that. Is that because um, it's a nighttime shot? It, it could be because it's in shadow or something. It's yeah. probably yeah. color. It's probably a color. Uh, how, yeah, it's not. It's in the original. It's not turquoise. It's white. Okay. Yeah, it's just distracting. Yeah. That's all. Okay. But yeah, and I just figured it was the transfer. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean there there is there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, the shape and form of the robots was a little bit of an odd choice. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt. It was just like, I was like, those don't look like they could actually do much of anything. They're kind of like the the robots of the 1950s sci-fi. Mm -hmm. You know, the Robbie the Robot style. The Danger like, Will Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Just these like tubes for arms and and Well, look at Klaatu from uh, Day of the Earth stood still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um you know, I mean, we're still in the early 60s, so that's that's kind of how robots are going to look for a while. <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought that it was like when they tried to draw them, like grabbing Professor Xavier in front of them, it was like, well, those arms don't look like they would work that way. <laughs> mm, yeah. but, and then sometimes they looked like frogs, and sometimes they just they looked like tubes of toothpaste and it just was kind of like i said just a little bit what i want to call it the juggernaut syndrome i can't i can't find the instance of it but one of my notes says page three gene and scott's romance is so cringe like bro you're in the middle of a combat situation time and place homie like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to find it right now but yeah there was this instance where they're in the middle of a fight and he was hitting on her i'm like what you guys are literally there's there's bullets flying right now what are you doing this... wow well that's when they were i think that's when they were all riding down out of the jet which apparently yeah we had the autopilot which also included hover um because they had it specially fitted so they had it oh. specially fitted for short takeoffs but it didn't say yeah. anything about hovering but and then they rode down to the down to the mesa on the flashes time travel treadmill i guess yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> cosmic well, treadmill so so that's in that's in my notes too like okay they talk about how they we're going to turn the plane on 
autopilot and then kind of coast it down to the to the ground. Right. So what the fuck with the plane? Does it just fly off? You he know, puts it on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, autopilot just means that it's not going to like dive while you're, you not know, in the sixties. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> this is this was the precursor to the autopilot for the hair, airplane movie. Yeah, Elon Musk. Elon <laughs> Musk designed this airplane. It's going to drive home for you. Um, <laughs> That's what we need. We need we need an X Men version of the airplane movie. Yes. Gene had to inflate it. <laughs> oh my god! And Beaver Cleaver's mom is going to be talking, you know, talking jive um, <laughs> to Professor Xavier. Um, so yeah, again, more more complex than the storyline. Um, more art in the panels, which I thought were really cool. The dude ranchers, the fishbowl on Professor Xavier's head. What the <laughs> that was hilarious. Fuck with that. Yeah. Tell, tell me what you guys think about that thing. Now, what was going on there? I tried not to think about it, honestly. <laughs> it's protecting him, right? That that fishbowl is supposed to be protecting him. Yeah. From the mind control of Lucifer, right? But he can still control minds. It, he can go out, but it can't come yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does anyone else get tired of the overdramatic dialogue in these issues? That's yes, a hundred percent. One of my notes too is like the first half. The first half of this issue is there's just so many speech walls. Like every page is just solid text. There's no room for art because it's just yeah, overdramatic exposition. It's like it's like listening to Shakespeare ad nauseum. It's like yeah. oh, everything is like I super wish it dramatized. Was you know, uh, Beast is actually pass. having to squeeze in, <laughs> squeeze out between word bubbles because they're taking up so much space. He's like kind yeah. of squeezing through them. Um, yeah. I wonder though if, if kids were reading these books in the in the sixties, going, "Mom, what is Beast saying here? I don't get this." Yeah. You know, because he uses some words that that uh, you know kids are not going to kids are not going to know. It's and it's frankly annoying. But now to the other side of that, isn't that the way like the other style of books before superhero books became the thing, like the romance books were all people talking or a lot of the Western books were a lot of showdowns and like tense standoffs and things like that. So that lends itself to a lot of conversation. You know, we're going to shoot you. No, you ain't, Tex. Yes, we are, Billy. You done wrestled my cattle for the last damn time. Oh, <laughs> <Throw> you! <laughs> yeah, I've watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I read a lot of Jonah Hex, and he doesn't wait for conversation. No. <laughs> he just draws and shoots. But I mean, even uh, like like the the Gold Key horror books, mm -hmm. they talked a they. It was it was it was a lot of text and yeah, a lot of talking. Yeah, a lot of talking. Even pre-code. So it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with that. It was just a lot of it almost seems like at the time it was a way to transition kids from the books, books that are heavy pictures yeah. into more text. And then eventually you would go into all text. So this was my first reader. Yeah, that's right. This is no. This is your second reader. First is the pokey little puppy, then the X Men, and then Wuthering Heights. Don't trash the pokey little puppy. That's a good book. Drew stands by it. Oh, I have I have another note for issue twenty one. Like just like I did when we talked about um, issue twenty, I said something about the the stands editorials. 
Mm -hmm. I have another note here that says, once again, I find myself hating the editorial comments from this era. Oh. And that's from that was from page three when he says, okay. last issue, Lucifer and Unis, Lucifer had Unis, Unis and the Blob frame our hapless heroes. Remember? I'm like, yeah, yes, Dan. It was last issue. We remember. Like, why are you <laughs> telling us this? Like, Dude, yeah. it's only going to get worse. I hate to uh, tell yeah, you yeah, this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I still have a hard time. Every time somebody mentions Eunice, I see Carol Burnett from Mama's Family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think her teaming up with the Blob would be awesome. Um, but, but you're right. The Blob gets, is Betty White. Yes, the Ooh. Blob is Betty White. It does get worse. Um, you know, they stopped doing editorial notes. And I got to say that editorial notes were a big part of my comic book reading experience because they told me what issue to go back and look for mm -hmm. when they said stuff like, yeah, I'm reading the X-Men and they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so was last seen in Captain America number 26. So I'm like, okay, crap. I got to go back and get that, you know? Yeah. So that was cool. But Stan just babbles. When yeah. He he, it's literally just, he's putting himself into the book. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, maybe that's ego. <laughs> that's because well, people that's, like me. That's yeah. that's how you sell back issues. I mean, well, that's yeah. it. That's that's no, no. I mean, some of that, but all of all of that. There's 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 still a lot of conversation going on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you like yeah. Of course, we're gonna see Eunice in the blob later on. You mentioned about the clothing, and I have a note here that talks about like Jean Grey, where she could have done a lot of things with her telekinesis. But what she chooses to do is pull Lucifer's helmet down over his eyes, which I think is hysterical. She really could do a whole lot of stuff with her telekinesis, but she she does something silly and simple. The X-Men, of course, do save the day. And, you know, Dominus is defeated and uh, Lucifer is defeated. And he gets teleported back to his home planet. Yeah. Hooray, hooray X-Men. So now it's so does he ever recur return? Yes. Okay. He actually strangely I'm not asking enough, for spoilers. I just was yeah, curious. No, no, no. Strange. No, I don't know that he comes back in the X-Men a whole lot, but he turns up in a lot of Avengers. Okay. Um, and even as recent, like as the two thousands. Oh, wow. Okay. So he, yeah, he, he makes a big nuisance of himself. Uh, it reminds me in some ways of the, of the stranger. That issue where he he returned with Magneto. Yep, that's what I was thinking about him too. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he comes back at the end because Xavier reaches out to him and he asks for help. He asks for help and and they're like, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was kind of shitty, you know. Yeah, flipped him the mutant bird. Yeah. Yep. Well, so I feel like this was the first issue where you could really tell that they might have written themselves into the corner with the first bit of the book. Uh-huh. Like where it was like, oh, let's chop them in a glass case again. Right. Uh, kryptonite. Yeah. X-Men's kryptonite, the, the glass cube. Yep. Yep. And so then when it's like, okay, well, how are they gonna get out? They're like, oh, well, Beast can formulate a plan. And then apparently Marvel Girl, when he says, Oh, can you send your telekinetic blast out very thin and narrow? I'm like, well, first of all, how it works but <laughs> but second of all it's like that was all he had to say and she knew exactly what the fuck he wanted her to do it's like no, yeah she can't do anything unless a guy tells her how to do it <laughs> yeah 
but personally, I, I think Cyclops could have done something. Well, wait, no, he couldn't have at that point. I don't know. Cyclops was uh, showing like levels of of strategic genius in this book because all he had to do was look at the back of the robot and see that it a weak spot that he could shoot and would just completely obliterate the whole thing. On that note of like things they could or could not have done, what the fuck does Angel ever do? He flies. He flies. He flies. He, and he catches people when they fall. And he, and Does he, he ever punch anything? This like, so this is an issue. He's got bird bones, dude. He would break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, this this is actually an issue with Angel, and this is why it. He leaves the team at some point. He goes off and joins the Defenders. He joins the Champions of Los Angeles, um, which is a real. It was a superhero team back in the day. He um, and then, you know, he joins X Factor. And then, of course, with X Factor, they're like, this guy is kind of lame. What are we going to do with him? We got to make him do something. Like the so, team did or the writers did? The, the writers, writers did. Oh, okay. So, that, the, that's so Apocalypse turns him into Archangel. Right. Yep. Um, and all that did was give him metal wings and make him a whole lot mopier. Um, <laughs> there is a one shot that um, I don't remember what year it came out. There was a one shot that explained he had Hawk Vision, which was very cool. Yeah, um, they don't yeah. really do anything with that. And, and he does have follow, they don't touch on that again, bones. really. Yeah, he's got light bones too, so he does have bird bones, and he is lighter than your average human. Like I know that he turns into Archangel and he becomes one of Apocalypse's horsemen and all that stuff, like later down the line. But like as of these issues, I don't. What does he bring to the table? Yeah, it's really just lot. kind of the point man to fly out ahead and see what's going on. That's really his. Yeah. yeah. That's valid. He's the guy that flies over Cuba and then goes, "Oh look, something's going on in Santa Marta." Yep, and he's <laughs> well, he, and he's and he's into bondage, right? Because he's just a rich pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, I mean because he's cause, Professor Xavier's gimp. Because oh. he, yeah, because he wears that the 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 gear that he uses to pin down his wings. He oh. wears it around the mansion all the, the time. Yeah. I was like, I would not bat an eye if he was like, "Oh, I need to take this thing off to free my wings. I'm tired of being all banned out." I'm tired of being all bound up. And while I'm at it, let me take out this butt plug. You know? This is an adult podcast. No kink shaming. (laughs) No kink shaming. Not kink shaming at all. That's why I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I look at Angel in a whole new light, you guys. I got to (laughs) say. Since we started doing this. I'm going to take us away from that. And I have a note here that says from page 10, Hank had a line that actually made me laugh. He had a really good line from the frying pan and into the blast furnace. Yeah. And I just, I loved that line. (laughs) Like not into the fire, straight up into the blast furnace. Like, oh, yep, you guys are, you guys are screwed. (laughs) Right. I like Bobby's ice surfboard. And all of a sudden he's wearing underpants. Uh I've got on here just a note that says uh, Iceman's undies. (laughs) <laughs> um. <laughs> underpants 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 oh <laughs> uh, boy luso yeah let's go back lucifer begs the x-men for help yeah how fucked I, up was that <laughs> i gotta say they will they will take any villain and say okay you killed a bunch of people you sunk submarines lead my team join my group <laughs> All right, you're a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Your mom is Mystique. You killed a bunch of people, stole Captain or Miss Marvel's powers. You can join our group. 
Eunice is like, please help. And they're like, yeah, like you said, gave him the bird, you know, see ya. That kind of startled me when I saw that. I was like, what, really? These guys are just gonna gonna laugh in his face. Uh, maybe it's because he's not a mutant. <laughs> yeah, well, this was the whole thing, like the, I the, another corner that they wrote themselves into with this issue was the Dominus, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like, um, said, uh, it says you know, the quote is soon your world like so many before it shall be blanketed by rays designed to take away the independent will of everyone on earth and then it then they start talking and i just can't imagine like people like you know that sounds an awful lot like slavery there roy yeah <laughs> um what he's like no 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 they're not slaves they're automatons automatons <laughs> that's what we're gonna call them <laughs> i like they're like i don't know if anyone's gonna buy it but we'll give it a shot i feel like automatons has like 10 percent more yabo than than slaves <laughs> so we'll go with that <laughs> uh i think all you can hope for is 10 percent more yabo um <laughs> <laughs> so as we're wrapping up this issue um i i want to point out a couple crimes of xavier here also i think this issue ended with two famous words the words nuff said which i think this is the first time it was used in i've seen it i've seen no. it a couple times before. no oh, okay. he's used okay. it before all, only okay. like always it's not the end like it is here but he it's it's been in there okay, okay. yeah all right, so the crimes of Xavier here. I've got I've got two that are notable. The one is usual, and it's where he keeps some mind probes on the teenagers. And he's doing that all the time anyway, so it's not such a big deal. But fuck that guy for probing <laughs> teenagers' minds. Um, and uh, the second one is that he just dumps his plane. Turn <laughs> it on 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 autopilot and get out of the plane. And then that thing just goes flying off into the sunset. Um, now, now Drew pointed out, yeah, not in the sixties, it probably went home. It probably knew just to go home. But for me, I'm thinking it's just going to fly until it runs out of fuel and then it's going to crash, you know? <laughs> so, but these are minor crimes compared to what else he's done. So, well, anyway. you also didn't actually help Lucifer when he asked for it. Oh, that is right. He turned Lucifer down. I think we're better at finding the crimes of Xavier than you are, Bobby. <laughs> you probably are. Well, I think um, that I, I read and I read this like when the, in the in that panel too. He says, "Dominus is being drawn back into space, and Lucifer is fading into nothingness." And then the last line, I was like, "Hmm." And there's nothing we can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Well. Let's go into everybody's favorite issue in this batch of reading. Oh, uh, molasses. <laughs> X-Men number 22, uh, written by Roy Thomas, penciled by Jay Gavin, Dick Ayers on the inks, Artie Simic, the usual. Of course, the title is called Divided We Fall. The cover has a quote that suggests a bunch of pretty awesome bad guys. And I got to say, it could be no further from the truth um <laughs> this is like the league of super lame villains <laughs> and uh, i have a more apt quote that comes from cyclops it's homecoming it, the quote is homecoming week for obscure villains yes 
I don't know. Aren't idea. some of these guys the superior foes of Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so these guys, um, even in 1964, when this book came out, these guys were already old supervillains that had already been used other, other places. And so this is like an early incarnation of uh, uh, the acts of vengeance where they're sending a bunch of somebody else's villains to get the X-Men. Um, but it also marks the, the first X-Men appearance of Cout Neferia, who becomes a very major point in X-Men history. Cout Neferia is the guy who the X-Men were fighting when, when John Proudstar, Thunderbird, dies. And uh, so it is a very important point in X-Men history. Um, Spoiler alert with that one. Yeah, Doesn't well, stick. We got, yeah, it does, yeah. He, <laughs> but they only just brought him back. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it's kind of like Bucky dead and not, you know, Uncle Owen or Uncle. He, he stayed dead. dead for about 40 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anybody ever see the Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru action figures? <laughs> that's like the yes. most. <laughs> oh. them. I love them so much. Oh, my God. In this. In this. Nefaria, who is he's like i guess trying to take over the magia or no he runs the magia which is i guess marvel universe's mafia but they don't want to say mafia for some reason um because stan's I, afraid of getting they just shot in the they face. just changed two letters and that's it yeah well uh, so apparently I, I read i saw in a documentary that back in the day dc comics was pretty much run by the mob and i don't know maybe stan was afraid that dc would would you know I don't know. Strike back somehow. Rub him out. So, yeah, rub him out. Dick Tracy style. Count Nefaria decides that he wants the X-Men to join him. And he sends out his lieutenants to capture them. So they create a plan to lure the X-Men to, where is it? The park, Central right? Park. Central Park. Yeah. Um, and they're, they, they create an image that looks like the X-Men in Central Park which makes the X-Men go, hey, that's not me. I'm going to go to Central Park. And then they get caught by the bad guys. Now, the bad guys in question here. The X-Men in this issue battle Plant Man, Scarecrow, Porcupine, the Eel, and the most terrifying of all, the Uncanny Unicorn. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I gotta say that Yumicomb is scary. Um, <laughs> I mean, his power set was kind of scary. I I will admit, like he's really? he, he probably has some potential, but he needs a different name. Yeah, he's got a hat that shoots a, a ray at people. What else can he do? I mean, like, I, I think knows? Plant Man's a little scarier. Plant Man, I mean, he's silly, but his power is that he can make vines, you know, ravel around people, and and you know, that's pretty freaky. And, and then what can the eel do? He's got electricity, right? He, he can shoot people with electricity. Uh, but then he gets tired and has to go in the water. Is that why he went into the water? I I, I don't know. He uh, just, yeah. at, he's fighting the X-Men, and then at some point he stops he and just says, I have to return in. to my... I have to I'm going to slither water. into the water. And they yeah. just plunked right in. Um, <laughs> this is wearing me out. I'm going to go soak in the tub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, the, I had when I was reading the eel section in particular. I don't know if you guys are at all familiar with uh, Black Spider from DC Comics. Yeah, 
he's kind of like a he's 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 their spider-man clone and he was like a c-list character and now he's kind of become like a super assassin i could kind of see the eel being that character for marvel mm -hmm. that would be kind of cool he's just like becomes this kind of secret assassin for hire that would be awesome. But I need time to go soak in my yeah. tub between 5 and 5.30 every afternoon. So we're going to have to block that out every now, who, day. I, I also kind of wanted to point out that there were some... Now, this issue, if you remember, I think this was the issue. There was a little blurb that says, Stan's not here right now, so we're all on our own. Basically meaning yeah. he's not here to edit this book. Right. And, and it shows. Um, they should have just taken it. They should have just done a left turn right there, left that stupid lame story behind, and just completely done something else. Something totally crazy. Yeah, why not? It's just some, just like some odd choices with the the characters, and they tried to make this. Yeah, like you said, I feel like a left turn would have been better because, like, instead of being like serious in another life-threatening battle, they just could have gone over the top silly with this. Mm -hmm. Like the story that they're doing now with Count Nefaria, that he's trying to reform the Lethal Legion and the new mutants would have decided to go and put the smackdown on him. So it's Gabby and it's the girl that was the brain. And oh, oh yeah. And and the new character that was introduced in last year's Pride book that's a mutant, she can oh, yeah. temporarily change places with someone else, like the, uh, her personality and stuff takes over their body. It's a really cool power, and they do a bunch of really neat things with it. But um, So they decide to go and put the smack down. And anytime you put Honey Badger in a book and write her well, <laughs> I'm there. because that she is, is She is one of the best Wolverines ever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She's she's a little kid who's basically a clone of Wolverine, and she's feisty. And yeah, she don't give a fuck. She's she, definitely Honey Badger. Well, she she's a clone of a clone of Wolverine. Clone, oh, okay. <laughs> you got to who's yeah. she a clone of? Uh, Laura? Laura Kinney, uh, X twenty three. Oh my god, really? Yep. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and my favorite is like she's with Deadpool. They're like, oh, what are you? Is they're walking past the vending machine. He's like, what do you want? She's like, vengeance. Yes, it's like that is they, hilarious. They have orange soda. It's like that'll work for now. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Um, and she has a pet Wolverine, right? Yes. Or is, yeah. No, she, she has, has a pet, pet honey badger. No, it's a honey badger. That's right. It is a honey badger. So I think that's pretty same, cool too. Same family of animals. It's fine. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> fuck with either of them. Uh, <laughs> but like that whole thing. So he's having them fight to have tryouts and. Mm. She's just like taunting everyone as she kicks the shit out of them. And it's like, she's like, hey, this is fun. Are you letting me win? And it's just, it's just fantastic. And she's like, what, 11? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I love it. I love Gabby. Man, five of the lamest supervillains ever. Uh, had any of you guys, did, did any of you know anything about Nefaria already? Uh, besides Shane, because you, you read the newer X-Men stuff. Yeah. But I kind of like this issue just because... It, it threw in some crazy stuff that it was just ridiculous. <laughs> now, are are any of these uh, villains mutants of any sort? Like, what does Nefaria do? What is his power? He, he doesn't have powers that I believe uh, that no. I know of. You know, Unicorn is a product of like some experimentation of like Russian super soldier stuff. Mm, okay. The eel, I 
I think might also be like a scientific mishap. Plant man might also be scientifically, you know, in, endowed. So I, yeah, I, I could be wrong on some of those, but I don't think any of them are mutants. Okay. How's everybody doing? Here for the job. My yeah. name's the eel. <laughs> I'd like to put in an app. Do you, do you have a pen I could borrow? Because I forgot mine in my other pants. And these don't have pockets, and it makes it kind of difficult to carry a pen, if you know what I'm saying. I think that guy needs a job. Give him, give him the position. I've got a couple of things from this issue not related to these five cheesy supervillains. But, um, mm -hmm. and Rob, you'll like this one because it goes along with Xavier. But uh, on page seven, Professor X is, he, he sends him on a two week vacation. He's like, yeah. you guys are stressed. Get out of here. That never and works. And he, no, it doesn't ever work. But Professor X thinks to himself, only Cyclops remains pensive, grim. I'm becoming extremely worried about him. Well, like you just said, he's always reading their goddamn minds. So he knows he's just right. madly like in love with Gene. What is he like? What is he talking about? <laughs> like, is the, and this, uh, oh, this whole unrequited love bullshit is just so exhausting to me. I hate this, this style of love. And, and like the, the fact that Professor X clearly knows about it because I think he commented about it like maybe four or five issues back yeah, in yeah. his head. And now he's like, oh, why is Cyclops such a mopey little bitch? I am, right. <laughs> I am one of these people who, who gets tired of that kind of relationship. Um, and in fact, you know, they did this crap with Spider-Man and Mary Jane in the, in the 80s and early 90s. And I got so sick of it. Like they it's... were married. And it's like, this is getting old, man. They were married and they were still doing that? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Jesus. that kind of thing. It was more like, it was more like, oh, she's got her job as an actress. And I've got my, my science shit in Spider-Man. We never spend time together. Every issue, there was this crap. I really enjoyed it when they were no longer, like, they didn't realize they were married. You know, the world. After they thing. forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that, that's cool. You know, but I also liked when... You know, Superman and Lois Lane weren't married anymore. And I liked it when, well, when Jean Grey died and Cyclops hooked up with the White Queen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I yeah. liked it when when those relationships kind of fell apart because I got so tired of them. Yeah, but now that's interesting because like Jean Grey's got Wolverine and Cyclops locked in a three-way on hot tub night. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, and and Emma Frost is also part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, I I say I'm sick of those relationships, but I've been married for over 20 years, so I don't know how that worked. But uh, you know, <laughs> so I then, don't know. One thing I I realized. Uh, in the first half of this issue too is and i don't know if there was any one thing in particular that made me realize this but the x-men themselves don't really interact with each other like mm -hmm. you have you have hank and you have bobby they're a group but then like like i think i was i think it was when gene was talking to bobby and i was like oh i think that might be the first time gene gray's ever actually talked to bobby like, <laughs> I, I think you have a point there yeah and yeah. like i they just they they don't ever interact Warren. Warren takes right. Gene out. Uh, Sometimes he Gene tries, yeah. and they don't really yeah. do it. And right. then I mean, Cyclops they, goes they, off by himself and mopes. Yeah, and, yeah. It's they like, go out. It's like Legolas and Frodo. Yeah. Uh, now I was excited when <laughs> you know Cyclops <laughs> you didn't, you... actually joined the date. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, uh, Roger, I broke Roger. You you haven't heard that theory? No. 
That's don't a, tell me. It's so that, good. It's that, a great one. Frodo doesn't know Legolas's name. So at the end of Return of the King, um, right before the Hobbit orgy, they're all coming into the room. And as they come in the room one by one and Frodo mouths everyone's name. Right. And then Legolas comes in and he just kind of looks and smiles like he's, and you. (laughs) 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 But I mean... The other side of that is, is the only thing that Legolas says to him through all three of those movies is, and my bow. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Oh, just, oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's how the X-Men interact. <laughs> yeah. it, it really is. Because, like, yeah, they they did go on their date this issue. But, like, be, really, it's just always Warren talking about, you know, like, just hitting on Gene. But they don't actually ever do anything. It's just him hitting on her. Right. And then it's Cyclops trying to be as distant as he can because I'm the leader and I can't love her, but I love her so much. And and they don't ever talk to – everyone just talks shit to Beast because he doesn't know how to not use normal words. And yeah. then nobody ever interacts with Bobby at all except for you know when he needs a wingman for Vera. I was going to say I'm willing to bet that Cyclops no is enough of a dick that – he would go in and and masturbate into Angel's um, washcloth every time he takes Gene out oh. for a date. <laughs> oh, uh, I hope so. You guys. Yeah, I need I needed the, I needed that visual. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think this kind of wraps it up. But I do give me give me quick thoughts. Uh, how was this reading experience for you guys after talking about it? How did you like? X-Men 22 specifically. I didn't. It was shit. <laughs> well, I don't think I can 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 top those. I'm so I'll no. say I struggled with it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was a slog, yeah. man. It was yeah. a bit of a slog, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, my one note that I had for this issue was just I bet that Professor X bought Colosso at Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very old sentence right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks you guys for joining the group tonight. Uh, thanks for coming to Book Club. It's been the House of X Book Club. We're gonna we're gonna see you guys again next time. We're gonna talk about X Men number twenty three and Avengers number thirteen. So that should be interesting. Um, at any rate, I guess we'll see you all then. Bye.